and welcome to the Art of Spiritual Sleep. My name is Wendy Rosenthal, and I am your co-host, a long Kabbalistic sleep and dream expert, Mordecai Ballas. Mordecai, you're looking very happy today. It's great to Thank see you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Each week, we are here to share with you deep uh, incredible insights from the wisdom of Kabbalah about sleep and dreams. You know, I haven't said this in a long time, but most people in the world um, don't know the power of their sleep and dreams while all of us sleep and all of us <laughs> dream whether we remember it or not. So what that is why you have really landed at the right place to enhance your sleep and dreams. And we're very happy that you're here today. And whether you like it or not, you need to sleep. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It doesn't matter who you are. We all sleep, right? Yes. Nobody gets away with it without, that's I should say. Um, today's episode is called Dream Time, and we are going to explore the, the, the timing of your dream. Now, in so many of our episodes, especially when we're talking about the language of dreams, um, Mordecai will often share the fact that if you have a dream at a certain time or with knowing the time, you can calculate when the results of your dream would be manifesting. And so now we really wanted to dig into what does it mean? You know, what time, what the effects are. So hang in there with us to find out all of that. Also, I want to remind you that you want to stay until the very end of the episode, because that's when we have two fantastic features. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First <laughs> is the language of dreams, where Mordecai shares a sleep symbol of the week so that you can start to interpret your own dreams and that of uh, and those of others around you, as well as something to sleep on, where Mordecai shares tips and meditations and exercises that you can use to enhance your sleep and dreams. So please stick around for that. Also, as always, we love to hear from you. If you have any questions during the show, please go feel free to type them in the comment box. And if we don't catch you during the show, we will make sure we answer your questions during the week. We love to hear from you. All right, Mordecai, dream time. Yes. <laughs> don't talk to me. What, what's, uh, you know? Well, you know, many people say, right, the timing is everything. I don't know whose quote that is it belonged to, but uh, they're absolutely right in so many ways that uh, timing, it, it, actually in Kabbalah, in the wisdom of Kabbalah, the, the idea of timing is directly associated with divine inspiration. Wow. Like being guided by the divine is directly associated with the idea of being at the right place, at the right time, saying the right words at the right time, or acting at the right time. Because yeah. really timing is everything. I mean, it's everything. I mean, you could say that about not just dreams or, or I mean, what you're talking about. In everything. But everything. I mean, every look, if you don't show up at work on time, you know, you might have a problem. Or if you brought up the conversation that was very important with your boss, with your spouse at the wrong time to bring it up. Exactly. So we're all very much aware of time. I mean, it's our it's our construct that we live within. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's, you know, we don't really think about it as being, you know, something that is really impacting our dreams, right? Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of the time that we lived in London, and uh, I don't know if it's in the rest of the United Kingdom, but especially in London, if you go, let's say you want to buy some food, let's say at a certain grocery store or 
and if that's how you say it, and it says 8 p.m. on the door. That's the, the closing time, 8 p.m. If you come at 7.59, that's it. The door is locked. They don't care. You know, oh, you know, I had to do this. I had to... They don't care. The door is closed because they also think by 8 p.m., you know, if you already come in at 8 p.m., you'll need a few minutes to shop. Right. So 7.59, it's closed. And in a similar way, when we go to sleep, there are certain times, and the Zohar, the main text of Kabbalah, talks about it, there are certain times that the gates are closed. It doesn't matter how uh, elevated and spiritual you are, and there are certain times the gates are open that it almost doesn't matter how spiritual you are, you can have an access because the shop is open. Yes, it's true that uh, if I am, uh, if we are complete righteous, complete elevated, uh, time doesn't play a big difference, uh, as it usually does, and as a result, we'll be able to access it almost any time that we want. And we know it from different Kabbalists. They were able to tap into the spiritual realms anytime they wanted. And at the same time, we are righteous in training, I right, believe. I, say, I, don't th I don't think I'm that righteous yet. <laughs> you know? I'm working on so, it. You know. so, <laughs> so time is still affecting. So, you know, if you want to buy some groceries or if you want to go to the dream state and get some great messages and do some great spiritual work and affect your finances, your well-being, your health, your joy then you got to find out what are the opening hours. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, obviously there's going to be certain times and I think everybody can relate to that, you know? So why don't you start t telling us about those times so we can see like, I mean, are we fitting into it? Or yeah, are we right. Taking advantage of so, it. So, so first of all, I would say for the beginning, the understanding that if you are an individual, there is more in generally more affected by time during the day, meaning, let's say, you get stressed by not showing up on time, or you are like chronically not showing up on time, or um, you get affected emotionally, spiritually, energetically by the energy of time, then time is going to be more meaningful. Those opening hours are going to be more meaningful when you go to sleep. And also uh, vice versa, right? I mean, if I'm more flowing with the time, I'm more the cause of my day, I'm less affected by how time is affecting me, then even if I knock on the door and it's already, um, you know, like it's not yet the time, eh, they'll, open it, they'll open it up for me. Okay, I think that's a really important point that I want to go back to because, uh, or I want to explore a little bit more. You know, when you say if you're more or less affected by time, and I heard what you said, but we're all somewhat affected by time, right? So we have to right. show up to work on a cer at a certain time. We have meetings or we have to be, you know, doctor's appointments or, hey, we want to watch our favorite television show. Although I think that's gone away with <laughs> live streaming or streaming. But, um, you know, we're all affected by time to a certain degree. I mean, right. how could you even be less affected by time? Are you saying that 
if you're if if you're more or less aware, like you're always looking at the clock, or is it that it causes you anxiety to be, you know, is that what you're talking about? Can you fine tune it a little it's, bit? It's there's physical aspect to it and spiritual aspect to it. Okay. So the physical aspect is more, uh, let's say, you know, you have a meeting at eleven, so you plan, let's say, uh, five minutes before, or however it takes you to. Uh, it's always uh, good. I learned it from uh, a great woman. Her name is Wendy. <laughs> uh, it's a great time, uh, you know, to already start to plan. If you know you need to be at 11, like a picture that you want to be there at 5 to 11. Don't try to squeeze in another thing or another thing. Uh, so physically, you want to plan things, right? So that's one aspect. And uh, that definitely helps the metaphysical the spiritual aspect, from the spiritual aspect, you want to ask from the force of the creation uh, to be as this, and there are certain Kabbalistic tools which we're going to provide to you, one of them, um, uh, today, uh, but there are certain tools and consciousness that I want to ask before I'm going, I'm starting my day, before I'm starting my meeting, I'm asking for support. Right? We already spoke about it before, from the angels, uh, from the righteous. I'm sure there are righteous, there are chariots for controlling time. Mm-hmm. I know my teacher, Rafberg, was in complete control of the element of time in, in such a powerful way. So uh, that, that's to ask for the support. And to ask for the support also not to be uh, affected, to be effectless uh, by the energy of time. So physically, you want to do your best physically to showing up on time. It's not how much you look at the clock, right? Uh, but it's also if it helps you. And um, spiritually, you want to be able to ask for this. So I can share with our, uh, with our viewers and our listeners that I ask from our beautiful technical support team, also known as Mordechai Solomon Momo, <laughs> aka Momo, I ask you, you know, please put a watch uh, on the screen so I see Wendy, but at the same time I'm also aware of the time, you know, because um, remember that if I'm late to something or if we are uh, sharing too long, it has different effects, right? Like one minute of mine, but it's also one minute of each and every one of you, right? So you want to be, you want it to be effective and condensed and filled with energy rather than, let's say, like spread it all over. And the more and more, and this is a secret, the more and more you are a human being, you learn how to be. And that means breathing techniques that can be useful. That means meditations that can be useful. That means pausing before things that you do, like let's inject consciousness before, not just running after our tail, the more you get control over time. Right. Yeah, it's uh, beautiful. So again, this is a, a great tip for in general, not just your sleep and dreams, but let's bring it back to sleep and dreams, because when you are less affected by time, then that, um, that frame of time where your dreams are more powerful may get wider 
Yeah, and it becomes like time in the dream becomes less meaningful. It becomes more meaningless, and therefore the store is open pretty much. You can reach whatever that the store is open pretty much every single moment, whether it's nighttime and even daytime. Wow. All right. That's a good goal to shoot for. So, yes. <laughs> All right. But right now for the, for the, for the most of us, the righteous in training, as you say, there are certain time periods where your dreams and the messages that come in your dreams are more accurate or more true. Right. A different way of saying it. Yeah. So obviously we're going to show with you now the time frames. Just keep in mind that you want to release your connection to time like your attachment to time, like many times we view uh, our time, like we, we view our time by how people perceive us, like, oh, this is a guy that never shows up on time, or this is a, a guy that is always late, or this is a guy that is like so tight about time, right? Like, so we, we want to release what other people will think about us, in relation to time and what we think about us mm. in relation to time, it doesn't mean we are better or less. If we arrived on time, we didn't arrive on time. Um, what does it mean to be on time? Right. How many times we are on time for something, for let's say a meeting, and the meeting has started. So were you on time or you before time? <laughs> To be on time is to be able to be present. And um, the second aspect is that um, before we give you the, the, those time frames, is that time, you want to get to a place that time impacts you less and less uh, during the day and that you are invested in your uh, spiritual growth. Why? Because time, according to Rav Ashlag, the founder of the center in 1922, Rav Ashlag explains that time is a chain of cause and effect. Mm. Um, this is taught in the deepest studies of Kabbalah, the Ten Luminous Emanation Studies. Uh, and by this you get to control over time. What does it mean time is a chain of cause and effect? Otherwise it doesn't exist. Let's say I'm supposed to learn a lesson in six months chain of cause and effect will lead me to this light bulb like -da -da, now I know what I need to do but if I manage to get to the lesson faster meaning like I do certain things I invest in myself spiritually meditating being present being on being connected that allows me to hasten the process because I reached to the, I, I speed up the cause and effect. A lesson, I remember from my teacher, a lesson that would take 40 years. Rav Berg said it can be shrunk to four nanoseconds. 40 years to four nanoseconds. And that's why also the Kabbalists teach that um, when, especially when you start to apply and to learn the wisdom of Kabbalah in your life, 70 years can be shrunk to one hour. In one hour you can do spiritual work that would take another person a lifetime. Yeah, it's so interesting. I'll just add this note. Um, having been a student of Kabbalah for 
more years than I want to admit because of my age, <laughs> but like, let's say over 20 years, plus I've mentored many, many students. And um, there's, there's a great example of what you're talking about when a, a person takes Kabbalah one, right? They, yes. There's so many that their spiritual growth goes really fast because like all of these amazing um, insights into life happen and people see it like the cause and effect very quickly. It's like, right. it's like one of those things where as, as I've watched it as a mentor and, I, and it really taught me how much I can affect time for myself just by watching these amazing people that I got to mentor, discover something, apply it. And then all of a sudden things would happen like miracles in a week. And they're like, how did that happen? Yeah. So just wanted to highlight that point that it really is something right. I've seen firsthand and I've learned myself how to, how to shrink that cause and effect. Yeah. Time is an illusion and yeah. yet it can be very real if you are the effect of it. So right. Just, uh, just keep it in mind, right? I mean, we can be in a meeting and it feels like forever. Like, when is this meeting over? Turns out it was just 15 minutes, 20 <laughs> minutes. Oh my God, it felt like hours. I remember in high school, right? Like, uh, it's like, when is this class gonna be over? It's like torture, torture. And at the same time, sometimes like, I can't believe it just went by so fast, yeah. right? You went on a vacation, boom. You're back. What happened? It's no longer the amount of days, minutes. You can shrink so much into the minutes and as a result also shrink so much into your sleep and into your dreams. So from here we can say that you can even sleep for six, seven hours and it will be like you slept for nine hours, ten hours, like such a great effect. Right. You feel like you can go on at least for 24 hours. Right vibrant so uh, so we want to improve our relation with time and uh, we also want to be aware of the timing in the dream so it's one of those things um, that uh, whatever I'm about to share with you right it's one of those things that if you walk up from the dream or you can roughly remember when was the dream it's really good to write it down uh, the time or even record the time because then we can use the time which I'll show you soon we can use the time of the dream to figure out how long is it going to take for the dream to manifest okay so let's go over the frames with your permission the time frames please right? so uh, if I'm going to sleep and this is really it depends also when did I go to sleep okay but uh, uh, dreams that are, these are the opening hours of the cosmic store of dreams, the cosmic storage. So for individual that went to sleep uh, before midnight, uh, the dream took place until midnight and midnight changes every day. So um, let's say during the summertime in places that they change the clock, so it's around, it's close to 1 a.m. Um, uh, during the winter time, in places that don't, they, they change the clock, it's close to 12. Right. So just don't assume that when we say midnight, we mean 12 o'clock a.m. Right. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so midnight, we have, um, we have this beautiful time. 
that's a time that if you had the dream at that time, uh, the, sh the, the shop is pretty much closed. So um, a dream at that time is not really as meaningful as it can be in the other times. Okay. So you, you have to uh, take it with a grain of salt. And usually when someone dream, uh, fills up the dream form, when they do the dream interpretation session with me, one of the very first things that I look is, when did you go to sleep and when did you have the dream? If you don't remember when did you have the dream or roughly, then uh, we can talk about it, all right? So that's one uh, aspect, but it's definitely a big filter. Second category is after midnight, okay? So between midnight and roughly, uh, I would say roughly because it changes between the places, let's say roughly <clears throat> in the second uh, shift of the night, right? The first shift was after... Uh, between sunset and or nightfall and midnight. Second mm -hmm. shift is been midnight and let's say 3 a.m. roughly. Very powerful time. Assuming that you went to sleep uh, at least 30 minutes before. Like if you went to sleep at 1 a.m. and at 1.15 you had a dream, your soul didn't even take off. Unless you're Speedy Gonzalez and uh, you're taking off like a rocket in seven minutes. When you've used all of the something to sleep on... That yes, then we have something to talk about. Okay. <laughs> you, you use everything we, to sleep on, we have something to talk about. Exactly. So, uh, so after midnight, midnight, assuming that you went to sleep at least 30 minutes before the dream took place, very powerful time. The Zohar, the main text of Kabbalah says that's the time that uh, the creator, the force of creation, is uh, all the gates are opening. It's actually a great time to study spirituality after midnight. It's planting a seed for a very powerful day that will come ahead. Um, so that's between, let's say, midnight and 3 a.m. 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. That's like the highest it's uh, it's like more like 3 a.m. to dawn around that time. That's the third shift of the night. Um, depends when you want to sleep. If you're going to sleep at 3 a.m. and you have the 3.30 the dream, or let's say uh, you're feeding your child, and then you went to sleep at 3, and then you woke up at 3.30 from the dream, uh, you know, so um, so that's... But, but if you remember it only later on, or you woke up for a second, you saw the clock and you went back to sleep, this is a very powerful dream, very powerful dream. And then you have a dawn to sunrise, which is already towards like a landing. So it's uh, not uh, less powerful than going to sleep until midnight having the dream. But so it's definitely more powerful than that, but it's less powerful than the other times when the gates are open because you know you, you came 10 minutes before the closing the store, right. so there's not much left already, and, you know. And so that's why, you know, like if someone woke up like at 7 a.m. and sunrise was like, was like at 7 10 or um, or just right after sunrise, it's um. There's always a potential for some truth, some message to it, but the dreams of prophecy 
and, and I'm saying I know an individual that uh, I know actually two that had the dream of prophecy uh, during the daytime. They, they took a nap and uh, they experienced a dream and a level of prophecy. But in all the thousands of dreams that I've experienced and I interpreted, thousands upon thousands, only two cases. So, right, very rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, during the daytime. Okay, I have, I have questions. Yes. I have questions. <laughs> the first question is, what if you are somebody who works uh, a night shift? Is, do you get right. special treatment because you're, you, you know, do you get to sneak in this, this shop, you know, at a different time because of that? Yeah. No. I, get this, I get this question a lot. So um, the answer starts with uh, the question, <laughs> are you a night person? a day person or something in the middle. Night person is someone that goes to sleep in the perception of our society late. 12, 1, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., okay? That's something like that, right? That's a night person. So if you are a night person, by the way, scientifically, it's generic. If, uh, let's say, your two parents are... Um, um, both night people, um, then probably you're going to be also a night person. Maybe it skips a generation. Um, a day person is someone that goes to sleep early, like around uh, sunset, nightfall, 8 p.m., 8.30, 9 p.m. There are people that walk in agriculture that do that, right? And they wake up like at 5, at 4. Right? And even society perceives these people like the hard walkers. Yeah. Right? And those that uh, walk at night, it's like, what a bum, right? That they, <laughs> they sleep during the day, right? Yeah. This is the perception of society. Uh, unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to perceive it. And um, there are those that are in the middle. I'm like this kind of person, right? These are people that go to sleep around 10 uh 10 30 11 you know it's like really pushing 11 30 it's like really extra mile <laughs> now so this is according the answer is according to which type of person you're in you know by the way my father is a night person uh my mom is a day person so i got to be in the middle right in the middle and i didn't check with my brother and sister where they're at uh, we never got so deep in our uh, connection, uh, but uh, but it's really so. So according to this, you get the answer. So if you're a night person, you have a better chance to have uh, dreams that are powerful during the day, ah, because okay. anyway you're aligned with this. Uh, if you're not a night person, if you are a day person, which is the worst for you to do night shifts, mm -hmm. it's like can, really destroying the individual. Or if you are uh, something in the middle, if you're an, a day person and you're doing night shifts, forget about, really, like uh, the chances are slim to have meaningful dreams. And if you are a um, person in the middle, it's a matter of time. You won't be able to do it in the long term. It's a matter of time uh, until you won't be able to have uh, this access. It's very hard. You need to do extra work for that. I remember um, in 2007, I went to Israel 
for a special project training people to become Kabbalah teachers. I stayed there for four months and during the night I used to work uh, with my students from the US. Mm. So evening I would teach uh, the course, night I would work and then uh, daytime I would sleep. And sometimes I would do like teaching the class, going to sleep uh, in between and waking up at one and keep on walking and then after a few months, even the greatest tiger, you know, you start to feel like you're drunk, you know, like yeah. you're hallucinating, yeah. you know. But uh, I, I wouldn't say in the long term, unless you're a night person, which is something else, uh, it's okay. not for you. Okay. Yeah. And then my second question is, yes. um, Mordecai, you've talked a lot about um, when you've talked about the dream symbols or the sleep symbols um that if you or, or, or anything uh, anytime you've talked about the dreams that if you wake up from the dream it means it's got less power but if you don't wake up how do you know what time you've had the dream <clears throat> right so for this you know you have to be more and more in tune with your soul um but when you come to the kabbalistic dream interpreter um Many times, if you don't know, very similar to the Kabbalistic astrology, if you come to do a chart and you don't know the time of your birth through different questions, and because this is something that we do all the time, mm -hmm. uh, the Kabbalistic dream interpreter can know approximately what time was the dream, even if you, uh, even if you don't know what time was the dream. Okay. And sometimes we even know the dream, even if you're not sure what was the dream, you know, because sometimes we're not sure about the content, but uh, the Kabbalistic dream interpreter can, can see from whatever you do remember what is actually the dream about. So, um, yes. <laughs> so so well, the point I was just making is, is that, okay, if you do wake up, doesn't mean that if you have a powerful dream between three and four and you wake up what you're saying is is that doesn't necessarily negate the power of the dream right i mean if it's a nightmare forget about it anyways right and uh, we spoke already in the previous episodes okay. how do i know it's a nightmare uh, which is usually waking up but it's if if it's waking up even for a moment and i'm not speaking necessarily about going to the bathroom right but it's like a it's, it's good in the sense that the universe got your attention right now. Like they needed, from the upper walls, they needed to wake you up so you recall the time. The time, yeah. And at the same time, if you don't remember the time, uh, don't feel bad about it because you're not supposed to remember the time. So it's all good. Okay, cool. Now, also you've talked about, or you were even talking in this episode about the fact that you can tell by the time that you woke up when things will manifest or what time yeah. of the dream was that how things can will manifest. Can you explain that a little bit more? So uh, from the Kabbalistic approach, we learned that most of the dreams come, the dreams that are prophetic, or I would say more of the dreams that are um, dreams of providence, as we have already shared before, dreams with symbols that need interpretation, most of them come from the angel Gabriel. 
we already said nightmares and things that you are busy with throughout the day and then you dreamt about it, uh, Gabriel won't be busy with such a dream, uh, probably, uh, or one of his extensions. So uh, Gabriel is uh, energy of what the Kabbalists call um, left column, uh, which is the energy of like short time, short time, like less time between cause and effect. So if the dream is, let's say, the message, the cause, the effect will be very fast. Okay. So if someone has a dream and it's in the crucial times, right, like let's say uh, after midnight and before dawn, right, so let's say you dreamt at 4 a.m. and dawn is 5 a.m. After I give you the interpretation, we can see like 5 minus 4 is 1. So the dream will either manifest within a day, uh, an hour, uh, sorry, a day, a week or a month. Because for Gabriel, it's not like years. Years, okay. If the dream comes from the Archangel Michael, which we already explored it before, how do you know it's coming from Michael? If it's um, uh, two repetitive dreams. Okay. One is from Gabriel, which shows you that it's happening. The force of creation is about is manifesting it. And Michael is saying, the second one is from Michael saying, it's going to happen, but it's going to happen in, in years. So he, here you can say, let's say five minus four, it can be within a year. Okay, so or basically... within two years. So what you're doing is you're calculating off of when dawn is backward. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So understanding where they are and what time. Yeah. Dawn and is. the maximum is uh, 22 years, according to the Zohar. If you remember your dream, that leaves you, uh, let's say, if, if you had a prophetic dream at, let's say, 8 a.m., which is very unusual, very rare, as I said, it's like two in, uh, I don't know, millions. Right. Um, then it will take up to 22 years, as long as you remember the dream, it will take up to 22 years for the dream to manifest. Okay. Well, that's great. And also I wanted to, to yes. say, before we go on, I wanted to say that you can just Google, by the way, you know, like if, you, if I'm sitting wherever I am in whatever city I am and I Google time of midnight, it will pop up for you. So if you are curious, it's not like you have to do a lot to figure out what time midnight is for you and what time dawn yeah. is for you. It's like, it's it's right there on Google. So yeah, you can even ask uh, whatever those uh, today, hey Google, uh, Siri, uh, right. Alexa, whatever works for you. Whatever artificial many. intelligence you like so to So many, you, know, you gotta be careful who you're talking, you know, because <laughs> everyone is listening. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then one last thing uh, yeah. that that um, that you were talking about when you and I talked about it, and you haven't hit that yet, is your personal midnight, which I yeah. I was so excited when I heard because I, oh, I, I, I I haven't had a person that wasn't excited about it. Yeah, no, I I know I have one. It's like crazy, right? So personal midnight is um, is if you have a time during the night that you always wake up around that time, but not necessarily for the bathroom or because of like a physical condition. You just wake up. Uh, that's called by uh, Rav Berg, my teacher, and probably Rav Berg based it on other Kabbalists, just that Rav Berg gave it like a, 
a modern terminology, it's called personal midnight. Mm. Personal midnight is the time that the angels, pay close attention, the angels wake the individual up to deal with spirituality, to study something spiritual. So I'm saying, uh, to be clear, if it's for the bathroom, it's not necessarily the angels woke you up, it's probably your bladder woke you up, uh, but if it's just like, wow, like I feel I, you know, like you just woke up. Yeah. Uh, without a particular physical reason, uh, these are the angels waking the individual up to connect to spirituality. You can even do like five minute, ten minute short connection. Um, you can do Kabbalistic connection like uh, scanning, reading from the Zohar, um, doing a meditation. Any of the exercises that we've given. We've yeah, given any of the exercises, yeah. Like to show that you are taking this uh, seriously, you, you took this gift, it's a gift. Uh, if you're asking me, I would rather sleep throughout the night, but if I already woke up, then let's make the best out of it. So. Exactly. But I think it's so funny because I've had, in my lifetime, I've had people go, God, it's so weird. Every night I wake up at 2.21, you know, and it's like, why is that? And now it's like, Oh, I know now. I can tell. Oh, I know. It. <laughs> and it's wrong. it's not Groundhog Day that I woke up at six thirteen every exactly, every exactly. Day. or whatever that was the time. I think it was six thirteen. All right. Well, this is fantastic and fascinating. Thank you so much, Mordecai. Sure. Let's uh, let's talk. No, six thirteen was from uh, uh, Evan Almighty. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about the language of dreams and the sleep yes. cycle of the week. So the sleep symbol of the week, um, uh, how ideal, we chose uh, a watch or a clock. And, um, you know, usually, you know, when someone looks at the watch, right? What does it tell you, Wendy, when someone is constantly looking at the watch? They're worried about time. <laughs> right, right? Like they're concerned. Yeah, they're concerned. Like, but is, is someone constantly looking, right? They, they're worried, they're concerned. And uh, when you dream about a watch, first of all, it can show that you are uh, much more affected by time, more than you even perceive. Um, and the second part, which is it's about something that you need to pay attention, right? There's even a phrase, right? Pay attention to time, right? Pay attention to the time, right? What do I need to pay attention to the time? Pay attention to the clock. Yeah. It's something that bothers you, something that is like inside. Maybe you're not giving it too much attention. It can be physical, emotional, part of your well-being. Like they tell you, like, pause for a second and give it energy. Does the time on the clock in your dream matter? Or is it just that you're seeing a watch or clock? It's funny, it reminds me, bubble gap is, you know, when my kids, they used to watch it, you know, so they say, what time is it? It's time for lunch. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just couldn't help it. So uh, um, it really depends, you know, what does this time symbolize to you? Okay. Let's say if it's, uh, you saw it's like 11 uh, p.m. What does it mean for you? What is this? What do you usually do at that time? Oh, I'm asleep, you know? So, you know, maybe you need to be more invested in your sleep, be more, taking more, your sleep more seriously. Maybe you're not sleeping enough. Okay. Maybe you're bothered by some things that are going on that, uh, you know, 
or if it's let's say uh, 1 p.m. and it's your lunch time, uh, you know, maybe you're not taking the time for yourself. Got it. Or maybe you're rushing things. Okay, so it depends, depends yeah. on what yeah. that time what time that, that time means to you. Okay, cool. All right, and something to sleep on. So something to sleep on. We uh, uh, we're gonna give you a very powerful kabbalistic uh, uh, technique, actually meditation. This is name number one from the seventy dreams of God. It's actually the first the personal name uh, of Wendy. Yes. Right. So Wendy can give you from her experience, show you the beautiful energy, uh, and it's uh, being able to do time traveling. So I didn't know I'm what that meant. So be, yeah, being able to go back in time, fix whatever you want, being less affected by time, uh, making certain things faster, certain things slower, rewinding, fixing it a little bit, and then we saw it sometimes in uh, in certain movies, right? Uh, there's a wonderful movie, a British movie. I think it's called. Uh, uh, in time, if I'm, it's about a, a family that it runs in the family that the father and the child can always go back in time. Hmm. They just okay. go into a closet. They they go out to whatever time they want. They can't go to the future. They can only go back. And a very very special movie, uh, but we see it with different. Um, with different movies that uh, people have this gift, always look to us so wonderful that they control time, you know? So and we want you to use it every night before you go to sleep and you can even do it throughout the day, create an eye connection and uh, send this energy to your time. I want to be less affected by time. I want to be uh, getting control over time. I want to learn my lessons fast, quick between cause and effect. And um, and enjoy the ride. It's beautiful. <laughs> thank you for that, and thank you all for tuning in today. This was fantastic. I'm I always, you know, I say it all the time, but I I really do enjoy and learn so much during each episode. So thank you, Mordecai. Um, we want to remind you all that Mordecai's mission is to really help every single person in, on this planet, all seven billion plus people to better their sleep and better their dreams because better sleep and better dreams means more clarity and more balance during your awakened day and happiness and all the things that we want for the whole world. So if you um, enjoy this show, please share it to your friends, to your family so that we can start to ensure that all these people all over the world are, are able to sleep better and dream better. I know it impacts you as well if you do. You can find us on all of our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Art of Spiritual Sleep. So please like us, subscribe to us there, and share from there. If you are interested in a dream interpretation with Mordecai, you can reach him at dreams at kabbalah.com. And if you're interested in the Art of Spiritual Sleep program, which for right now is a one-on-one -on -one session with Mordecai, about how to better your sleep and dreams, you can reach out to him at artofspiritualsleep at kabbalah.com. Keep in mind, I might be sleeping as you send the email, so <laughs> uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. 
soon as we can. We thank you very much, Mordecai. And we thank hope you, everybody Wendy. has amazing sleep and amazing dreams. And we will see you next week. Adios.